Welcome to Books and Skins podcast. My name is Esosa, and on this podcast, I talk about books and crocheting in no particular order. So this is a place for both book lovers and crocheters alike. And if you cannot particularly fit into that category, that's fine. I just talk about my other hobbies for your listening pleasure. I hope you have a good time, and I hope you enjoy yourself while you're here. Novel, pull up a loop and pull through all loops. It's repetitive movements that you get to create something magical with just a hook and yarn. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk crochet. So, welcome to another episode of Books and Skins podcast. On this episode, I will be sharing with you um, how I ventured into crochet, my crochet journey, and Kind of peculiar issue that I have, and that is not being able to monetize my art. All the pleasure I feel in in monetizing my art because everybody um, is monetizing their art. So first, how did I venture into crochet? I learned crochet while I was in secondary school, and at that time I didn't know what was crochet. We didn't know what we were doing was crochet. Everybody called knitting, and of course we were using a crochet hook, but we called it spoke at that time. That if you were fortunate to have a spoke, some um if you didn't have a spoke, it was possible to learn with a stick of broom. What you just do, you bend the tip of the broom a little, and then you would realize that it would drag your wool more than necessary, but it was doable. Um. I remember being very ecstatic about finding something that was, it was repetitive, but if you followed through, if you were patient enough, you what what you'd come up with would be so beautiful and all of that. And I, I learned as much as possible. And when I got home for long holiday, I experimented with different projects like scarves, caps, caps, um, beanies, baby um, caps, and all of that. And I stopped. That's my GS3. And I, for the whole of my senior secondary school, I didn't think about crochet. I, it was something I had already known. It wasn't me. But I wasn't trying to actively do it or participate in it. When I entered the university, I have this acquaintance okay my sister's friend actually who as who i can say is a friend of mine that is a crocheter and she also knits and i only used to see her crochet works on her status things that she did for people um she at that time i think she had started her business and it was so motivated to see her sometimes she would make videos of herself while she was crocheting and I felt like wow that's big I want to do that and so I reached out to her and then I asked I asked her on a very random day and she said well you can do it just hone your craft properly and everything and so I will give I'm gonna give her her flowers Kimi of crafts and colors she was part of the reason why I was motivated to pick up a hook and go back to crochet after such a long time. And so I started off again. 
By that time, I had already um, bought um, a couple of hooks, a couple of um, steel hooks and yarns, and then I started watching YouTube videos again. It was something I already knew, so I wasn't going to learn a single crochet or a double crochet again, and I now had to learn the combination of stitches. Remember, these were things I already knew, but I didn't know that I was doing them. The instruction that time would just be um, use the spoke and wrap around the wool two times, then draw it once and draw it the other time to close. That was just it. That's what they, that what we learned at that time. And as I started watching the YouTube videos, going on blogs and reading books. I have a lot of crochet books in my possession and reading books. I began knowing these technologies. I began doing more stitches, experimenting my hand. I started extended single crochets, extended double crochets, um, started doing picot stitches, um, started doing Suzette stitch. I was experimenting with a lot of stitches the more I learned because I was seeing these stitches in the book. I was watching them in the YouTube videos. Well, I have um, an episode where I give a basic overview of crochet. So, the books, the courses, the YouTube um, channels, the blogs that you should follow to get crochet information and advice and all of that. So, that's episode two. And crochet the front fiber so you should go listen to it if you want that information. So um back to what I was saying, I hunt my crafts and I I just felt like I was ready to start doing it for someone other than myself. So I started doing it for family and friends. And it just went on and on. One thing I felt that was um, challenging for me at that time was docu actively documenting the process. Because I feel like the process, crochet starts from when you buy the yarn to selecting the colors to, pick, to doing a swatch and all of that. That is not something I was actively documenting. But... As I began to be more free with the craft, I wasn't so upside off. I felt like I was confident enough, like I had honed it enough, like I had moved from beginner to intermediate crochet that I was more comfortable with doing it. And that time I already had all of the tools. I, I felt like I had all the tools, but I knew that there were more tools. Basically, all you need is a hook and a yarn, the scissors, tape. But then you need stitch markers. You can substitute for stitch markers. Then. So I was just substituting on all of that. And my first crochet set came as a gift from my partner, my boyfriend. And well, it did, it did make me do more. It did make me be so experimental with all different hook sizes and everything. But it still didn't make me conscious of the fact that I could monetize my craft. 
and more when i would go on twitter go on instagram i would see people monetizing this crap like taking pictures taking snapshots after they were done or at least um why they were doing it they would take um a work in progress a wip and take a finished project pictures and then post it up and you see people actively wanting to buy and that's something that i know that i have honed my craft but i feel like there's so much pressure for we that uh, I, I don't I, I don't want to believe like i'm the only one who feels this pressure everybody wants you to use something that you know or something that you love to actively make money for yourself and it's good i'm not saying it's bad but it's just a struggle i kind of have because I am a full-time student. Crochet takes a lot of time and dedication to me. And I have reached a point in my crochet journey where if I notice a fault, I can dip off that whole I can dip off the project and start from the beginning just to fix that fault. And I I just found that it would take a lot of time and patience to even start dealing with customers and others because i'm a full-time student and i didn't want anything to suffer at the expense of my studies or something like that but still i still crochet for myself most times crochet for my family and my friends and sometimes i try to Put my crochet midway and take pictures, which I do not like to do that after all. But sometimes I try. So I I said in the bonus episode that I I had a work in progress, and I was going to take a finished product, finished project picture, and post it on Instagram. So I've done just that. So you can. If you're following, you're following me on Instagram, you have to be following me on Instagram. So if you're following me on Instagram, please go engage that post on Instagram. I have put up the finished project. It's a sweater for a young boy. So um, that is all that I wanted to talk about in this episode. For I would have um a probably release another episode specifically for um crochet business um because as at the time when i wanted to be a crochetpreneur a crochet entrepreneur crochetpreneur everything together i signed up for some classes from pam grice um the crochetpreneur i think that's um her that's the website I'm going to do a double check and I'll probably link the website in the description box below. I got a lot of information from that website. She even had an academy. I signed up for her newsletter. Um, when I signed up, um, I read everything. I got um, a free handmade binder to like keep all the stuff about your business. I got She gave business advice. And then there's a product description template so there are a lot of things there um, if you decide to be a pattern designer or a pattern tester different 
um, career opportunity or business opportunities in crochet per se. So I will talk about that in a different episode. But for now, it's a wrap. Thank you very much for listening. I do hope you enjoyed this episode and see you on the next. Bye. <music>